Come on, let's give our children another hand. What a wonderful job. He said, I love you forever. Forever, oh Lord. Do you love him today? Don't fool me now. If you love the Lord, come on, let's give him a hand clap of praise. Yes. Thankful for what they're doing. Amen. I, I wish people would get along like the children. Amen. Y'all remember the days when we could fight and then be sharing Kool-Aid cups later? I wish we could get back to that. Y'all act like y'all forgot about that. When you give me a now later, I'll give you some of mine. Amen. Look at your neighbor and tell him you love him. Amen. With your manuals of life, if you would, turn with me to St. Luke chapter 19. St. Luke chapter 19. With your manuals of life. Starting at verse 28, if you have it, if you would, please stand in respect to the word of God. Say amen. If you're still looking, shout out Bible study. We got room for you. Uh, you can also look up on the screen and we have it written as well. We're there. And when he had thus spoken, he went before ascending up to Jerusalem. And it came to pass when he was come nigh to Bethpage and Bethany at the mount called the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples saying, go ye into the village over against you in the, in the which at your entering ye shall find a colt tied whereon yet never man sat. Loose him and bring him hither. And if any man asks you, why do you loose him? Thus shall ye say unto him, because the Lord has need of him. And they that were sent went their way and found even as he had said unto them. And as they were loosing the coat, the owners thereof said unto them, why loose ye the coat? And they said, the Lord had need of him. They brought him to Jesus they cast their garments upon the colt and they set Jesus thereon. And as he went, they spread their clothes in the way. And when he was come nigh, even now at the descent of the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works that they had seen. Saying, blessed be the king that cometh in the name of the Lord peace in heaven and glory in the highest and some of the Pharisees from among the multitude said unto him master rebuke thy disciples and he answered and said unto them I tell you that if these should hold their peace the stones would immediately cry out the word of God has been blessed our God and Father we thank you for what you've done thus far it's preaching time Songs have been sung and gifts have been given. So now, Lord, we need strength and word from on high. We ask that you would be the God that you've always been, a giving God, and share yet some more crumbs from the master's table. For we're just a few of your people hungry, wanting to eat until we can take no more. 
So Lord, I pray that you let me decrease. Hide me behind the throne. Let you increase in me. Let them see your image upon me. Hear your voice through me. Let the words of my mouth fall on fertile soil and disrupt stony ground. But let the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. Oh Lord, I praise you. Give you all glory and adoration because you're my strength. And Lord, I love you because you're my redeemer. And the household of faith said, Amen. You may be seated. If I can get you to assist me today, this morning, on the subject, the topic, it's a party for Jesus. It's a party for Jesus. Look at your neighbors and neighbor. It's a party for Jesus. Yes, yeah, a party for Jesus. Uh, party for Jesus. June 3rd, 2006, a young man by the name of Michael was celebrating his sixth birthday. The family and friends were meeting at a local Chuck E. Cheese in Florida. The place was packed. They were waiting for the arrival of mom and the honoree. Mom packed the car with various toys and things for the party. She arrived to the party and she settled in and the guests told her how everything looked good. And they asked the question, where is the birthday boy? Mom looked around. She was shocked because she couldn't believe that she had uh, packed everything but yet couldn't find the birthday boy. So immediately she got on the phone and she called her husband and got no answer. As she began to panic and get to the door, there was her husband standing with the birthday boy. And she said, thank you. I was reaching out to you because I, I, I was looking for him. And her husband said, how can you have a party and forget about the honoree? Just like church, how can you come to church and forget why you're coming? I, I mean, I don't know if anybody here came to church with your mind not on Jesus. But how can you come to church and forget about Jesus? I mean, anybody here got a celebratory praise that you can remember what the Lord has done for you? And I mean, really can begin to celebrate him because you remember what he did and who he was and what he done, when he done, what he done. I mean, you came to church with a determined mind and said, Lord, before I leave, I'm going to give you everything that I got because I know who you are. Uh, Jeremiah said you're like fire shut up in my bones but Ezekiel said I'm preaching better than you sounded already your will in the middle of a will so when I come to church I know who it's all about it's a, it's a party for, for Jesus I mean cool in the gang says celebrate have a good time you ought to high five somebody and say it's a party going on for Jesus I mean, I know it may not be your kind of alcohol, but you should be able to celebrate and say, I'm alcohol free because of Jesus. It's a party. I mean, high five somebody else and tell them, neighbor, it's a party for Jesus. It's a party for Jesus. And as, as we look 
at this text. Uh, we talk about this text because this is a text that sets us up for next Sunday. It is one of many parables that you will find in the synoptic gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Uh, these three gospels will give us this parable in different concepts, but the parable has the same meaning because it's talking about the same God. John is a little different. John is a little more direct, and he's not one to give too many stories. He just want to tell you like a T.I. is. And, and so many people are struggling with what John says versus what the Synoptic Gospels present. And so I, I, I'll say it again. I solicit to anyone that's reading to start in the John, the book of John, and read back to Matthew so then you will understand why we celebrate God for who he is. Then when you leave Matthew, go to the Old Testament, and then you can begin to really appreciate who he is. Y'all just lost me right there. Because many times we get caught up in customs and we forget who's in charge of customs. So as we read and we look at the parable, we see that the parable is set up for us to be prepared for celebration on next week. But watch this. I've decided that if I wait to next week, next week is not promised. Y'all, next week, matter of fact, the next 20 minutes is not promised. But I remember the old saint saying, wow, the blood is running warm in my veins. Help me, Holy Ghost. I, I'll celebrate him while I can. And if I couldn't say nothing, I, I'll just wave, wave my, my hand. I mean, it's, it may not be the YMCA, but waving my hand is letting God know that I appreciate who he is. So why would I not celebrate him on Palm Sunday? Because had he not did what he did on Palm Sunday... It would not have been no Resurrection Sunday right away. In fact, it was Palm Sunday that set him up to be killed on Resurrection Week. So, so watch this. And there's many things that went on in your life that set you up for glory. You don't know when to shout. Many people talked about you, crucified you, called you everything but a child of God. And you thought Friday was bad, but you made it to Sunday. So now you can testify and say, I went through the storm and rain. They talked about me, smiled in my face, but yet I'm still alive. It's, it's a party for Jesus. And, and the reason being is that had he not did what he did, I wouldn't have gotten the greatest present that I ever could have received. So, so as we look at the text, and I'm praying, that he don't stick me on this verse like he did this morning. But when I looked at this, this text, I got stuck on verse 29. And verse 29 said, it says, And it came to pass when he drew nigh to Bethpage and Bethany at the mountain called Olivet, that he sent two of his disciples. As I was looking at the, the pretext of the text, it came to my mind about this party that uh, he's telling us, don't come to the party if you're not mature enough. Because 
Uh, Bethpage was the place of unripe figs. Bethany was the place where it was a house of affliction. So then if I'm not mature enough, I'm unripe. I can't handle the people at Bethany that are about crucifixion and supplication and those that are trying to cause affliction on me. But if I'm mature enough to be in the presence of some people at Bethany, then I know that many are the affliction of the righteous. But my God hears them all and deliver. I wish I had some people that's been afflicted by some people that thought you were their friends. And they called you everything but a child of God. But I thank God that I kept my hand in God's unchanging hand. And how many know God will never leave you? Nor will he forsake you. In fact, he'll walk with you closer than a brother would. I thank God for my maturity. But, but watch this, watch this, watch this. Uh, if you're not mature enough, you can't hang out at the park. Listen, uh, when, when I was coming up, I'm just talking about me. We had a ghetto club. We had a gentleman's club. And we had a bougie club. The ghetto club, you came in looking and smelling any kind of way. The gentleman's club was all men fixing on a position, position in the building. Y'all will catch that at halftime. Some of y'all looking at me, you can't talk like that. But, 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 but we had the bougie club because at the ghetto club, you had to pay to get in. The gentleman's club, it was a three drink, three drink, uh, Minimum. Somebody know about it, huh? Some of y'all look at them. Look at these old, these old timers. Look at me, boy. You treading on thin water. You, you, you had to have a three drink minimum, but the bougie club, you had a key. Oh, y'all have one of these in Colorado? Uh, you had to have a key. And, and, and when the, the difference between the, the bougie club, I'm going to leave the gentleman's club alone. I'm going to leave that alone. The difference between the bougie club and the ghetto club was everybody wasn't grown enough to go into the bougie club. In fact, you had to be a certain age to get in the bougie Now, I know we lie. Some of us still got the makeshift IDs. Looking like your cousin from... Three, three generations down. Uh, but, but you had to have a certain type of restriction to go in the mature club versus the, the ghetto club. In the ghetto club, you will find people doing just about everything with their clothes on and off. But in the bougie club, the main rule was you must wear the right clothes, keep them on at all times, and you must behave yourself throughout the night. 
And so what you would find was there were more people in the ghetto club than the bougie club. And when you would see the ones in the bougie club, one thing about them, they didn't come out stumbling. Help me, somebody. Whereas the ghetto club, people came out falling all over the place, not realizing that they watered your drink down so you would buy more drinks to get drunk, but the bougie club gave you one and that was just enough. What am I saying? Sometimes you have to be mature enough to go in specific areas. And if you're not mature enough, you got to be man and woman enough to stand there until it's your time. What am I saying? Everybody that come into the church ain't saved. But who are we to put them in the club? We need to let them come in the club so they can see what the club is all about. I mean, we got some bougie folk. We got some ghetto folk. But guess what? We serve a God that's willing to accept us all in the condition. I wish I had some redeemed folk that know what it feels like to be bougie and ghetto. Am I talking to some people that know what it feels like to wear your makeup and it don't sweat off? Wear your suit and it don't stain? I mean, but when you come to the house of God, it's all right to come in a condition because we have a God that can change your circumstance. Look at somebody and say, I just want to get in the club. It's the party. I just want to get in the club. I just want to get in the club. Yeah, so, so, so it, it, we, we got to be mature enough to get into the party because now when we get into the party, we'll learn how to celebrate We'll learn how to be humble, and we'll learn how to be a willing worker. And so as I look at this text, the first thing I saw in the text that the writer wanted me to share was that it's a party for Jesus because he sought after me. Verse 30, he says it right there in verse 30. He says, go into the village opposite of you, where as you enter you will find a coat on which no one has ever set. Loose it and bring it here. He sent the disciples from him into a wild society. And in that society, he's saying that just like the coat, I can, I've released you from the cisterns of life. I've released you from the filth that you were connected to in life. You do know that some of us have been tied to some dirty stuff. That because God had a plan for us, he was able to release us at the right time. And truth be told, some people don't know when the Ananias comes. Ananias comes to heal and bless some people, but open the eyes of the blind. And you do know that if you've been tied to the same tree and it ain't producing no fruit, that's the wrong tree to be tied to. But how many know when Ananias comes, he'll open your eyes you can say, Lord, I thank you for my blessing because I once was blind, but now I see. It was his amazing grace that saved the wretch like me. Do I have at least two and I'll make three that can say, Reverend, I'm glad he untied me. He sought after me when I was going through. I was struggling and he let me go. Now look what the Lord has done. Brought me out of darkness into, I wish y'all was saved over here brought me out of darkness into the marvelous light look what the Lord has done for me high five somebody say he came after me yeah, he, he, he. 
understand that this, this was the last stop for Jesus before his death. And, 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 and we need to understand that there's the party because he saved us before we die. He, he, he released me before I killed myself. I wish I had some people that know what depression is about. Spiritual emotions ride heavy. And sometimes you, you sit back and you, you're almost like the man in the cemetery that the Bible said was cutting himself. Didn't know which way to turn. Cutting yourself. But watch this. Yet you're walking around the dead so they can't respond to what you're going through. But how many know that when you've been going through some stuff and you walk around some people that can respond what you're going through. So then now I get a little joy because I know if you've been through what I've been through and I know you made it. I know if I can just hold on to God, I can make it through the struggle. I can make it through the strain. In fact, life won't beat me up. In fact, I have control of life because he came that I might have life and have it more abundantly. This, this was the last stop. And, and, and watch this. The C clause to that text was this. He saw purity of my soul. Notice that the providential destination had been planned but he, he decided to go after a coat some Bible say ass okay that had never been sat on you, you just missed that he 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 he, he saw purity and what he did was he, he decided to seek after me, watch this, because he had a providential destination for me. Y'all just missed that. Let me say that one more time. He saw the purity of my soul and he sought after me because he had a providential destination for me. Go get the coat because he's never been sat on. Bring him to me because I got some stuff for him to do. Lord, pull me from the drug house. Pull me from the crack house. Take me from the corner of the liquor store. Take me from the gambling house because it's some work for me to do. Go get my child that's messed up selling their body. Because though they're wild, they ain't been broken yet. And I need you to bring them to me because the providential destination is. I'm going to sit on them and I'm going to change their life. I wish I had some folk that could say, I remember when he pulled me out of the darkness of life. And he pulled me and sat on me and changed my life he changed my talk he changed my walk he allowed me to be different in the presence of some people that were messed up just like me yeah. help me help me uh, the, the, the providential uh, uh, plan was that if I would 
let him sit on me, there would be rest. If you let the Lord sit on you, you'll find rest. Won't be no more depression, financial issues. He says, she say, backbiters, naysayers. Because when God sits on me, there will be a difference in my language. And it'll be a difference in my walk. I won't look down at the ones that talk about me. But instead, I'm going to look up. Because I know when times of trouble come, if I keep looking to the hills, all of my help will come from the Lord. So in the time of pain, because you had presence and you had a purpose for me, I'll look to you because I know if I look to you, my life can't be nothing but better. Anybody here looking to be better? You got to keep looking to God and claiming him in the process while you go through the process. Touch your neighbor and say, he's good. Yeah, he's, he's good. He, he, he saw purity. He, he, he saw purity. Uh, of my soul there was a providential destination he had planned he had it planned for me because he wanted me to be somebody I could celebrate him because he wanted me to be a part of the party that's why he tells me if I'm humble enough and mature enough I can come to the party and not be mad when he's being celebrated Let me, let, me, let me hope some of you. If I mature enough and I'm humble enough, I can come to the party because I know God is not just a one-time providential leader. God is one that gives his blessings to all those that are willing to receive it. And truth be told, some of us have received it and don't even want to give him the credit. But how many can really raise your hand and say, when I know the Lord has truly blessed me, is when I didn't have nothing and I looked in the closet and there were shoes and clothes everywhere. I didn't have a dime, but I opened up the mailbox and it happened to be three checks for three different amounts. I had no gas in the car, but yet he let me make it to my job because he had a destination. He had a plan for me. So, so, so then that's why in Revelations, uh, John says in Revelations 22 and, and 17, he says, uh, the Lord said, let whosoever will, let him come and take the water of life freely. That, that's, that's the revelation that was given in Revelations as it was spoken because many people come to the party with nothing in their hand. He said in the text, go to the place opposite of you but watch this if you are willing to be a servant or willing to come to God's party you have to be willing to come to the party with something I know somebody said well I ain't got nothing to give you got that to give whatever it is that's your problem your burden you bring that to the party because watch this when you bring what you have to the party we have one that can take what you have around and you can celebrate that he accepted your present at the party okay some, some of y'all done hung up on me 
Just because you're not bringing hors d'oeuvres don't mean you can't get a meal. And, and, and sometimes we make our simple problems into a big problem when all we got to do is look at the little problem the same as the big problem. Because no matter what Bible says, God has all sovereign power. That means he has all authority. There's nothing that he can't handle. There's nothing that his shoulders can't carry. And there's nothing that's too big for his hands. My God got big hands. He got wide shoulders. So I can give him everything that's bothering me in life. Because guess what? He can carry it. So I can come to the party and celebrate because you're carrying my problems. You're carrying my children. You're carrying my husband. You're carrying my wife. You carry carrying my job you carry my sickness you carry my depression so why not give him some praise I enter into his courts with thanksgiving enter into his courts with praise somebody ought to bless his name but but the second thing is you you have to be mindful of is that um, the reason why it's a party for Jesus is because he covered you. Right there in verse 35, it says, Then they brought him to Jesus, and they threw their own clothes on the coat, and they set Jesus on him. The nature of the coat was that he was the least attractive. Y'all know a donkey is ugly. Big ears. He's considered filthy and dirty. But watch this. And because the Lord has an undying love, he allowed them to throw some stuff on him and still sit on him and ride. He wanted to use you specifically to show his ability to change the minds of the dirty thinkers. He wanted to use you to change the mind and transform your mind so that those surrounding you will know that God can do all things. Watch this. If you look at the verse, the text, verse 33 and 34, you'll see, but they were loosening the coat and the owners of them said, why are you loosening the coat? Notice how when you're getting ready to make a change, everybody always got something to say. Y'all just missed that. You ain't always walk to the cross simple and easy. You walk with some daggers in your back. You walk with some people looking at you, saying you didn't deserve to be here, saying you wasn't saved. In fact, there's some people that's sanctified that still ain't saved. But yet, he decided to allow you to come to the presence of his people and yet be changed. So watch this. He says, uh, he covered me. So they took the clothes. Some Bible says cloaks. They, this was a garment that they put on that covered the shoulders. And yet, he put it on the donkey and he rode it. Watch this. Ain't it something how God took the stuff that people tried to cover you up with? To let you walk new, fresh, and anointed and appointed. 
I wish I had some shouters in the house that could say, Reverend, they talked about me. Call me everything but a child of God. They said I was going to always be a drug dealer, gangbanger, or a whoremonger. But I thank God that he took the same stuff that Joker's trying to cover me up with. And he wiped it away. And now I'm free. So now who the Son of Man set free is indeed. High five somebody say, he covered me. He covered me. I'm so glad that he, he covered me. So, 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 watch this. Watch what happened. Uh, so then now he covers me to transform me, but he not only does that, when he covered me, he covered me, and now people can see my resilience because of him. That, that, that's, that's my third point. Others saw my resilience because of him. If you look at verse 36 and 37, I'm almost out the way. And he went and many spread their clothes on the road. Then as he was now drawing near the descent of Mount Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works that he had seen. They had seen. Watch this. It's fresh. Ain't even on my paper. Others saw my resilience because of him. But notice the text says, the owner said, why? But everybody else celebrated because of what they see. Why? But we're going to celebrate for what we see. The capacity to recover quickly from difficulties. Uh, in the Greek, the word is anapodisi, okay? Meaning to rebound. Meaning that, in more words, because of him, I was able to rebound. Why? But we're going to celebrate you. Why? But we're going to celebrate you. Because you're not the first one that ever came back from something. In fact, you're sitting next to somebody that just came out of a storm. And because they came out of a storm, y'all got a reason to celebrate God together. I wish I had some folk that's been through some stuff. And you can nudge your neighbor and say, neighbor, what you've been through? Just hold on. God will make a way out of no way. If he did it for me, he'll do it for you. In fact, touch somebody else and say, your finances. It's going to change because God said, I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging for bread. I want you to touch somebody else and tell them, neighbor, your health condition is just temporary because he says, with his stripes, you shall be healed. But I want you to touch somebody else and tell them, neighbor, touch not my anointing and do my prophet no harm, no weapon form against you shall prosper why because god got his hand all over me i'm a rebound i'm not a reject i'm a rebound he brought me out of something and brought me to somebody and i'm thankful that he didn't give up on me he let me bounce back and now i'm a survivor any survivors in the house 
let me just see you wave your hand. Any survivors in the house that can testify and shout out, I am a survivor. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my time is up. If I had time, I would tell you, you don't have to be a star to be in the show. Do I have a witness this morning? You don't have to be a movie star. Yeah, stay right there, Earl. To be in God's show. You don't have to be a rich man to be in God's show. All you got to do is show up to the party and watch the Lord show out when you get there. Can I get a witness this morning? In fact, there's a party for Jesus because the Bible says that when you are willing to celebrate him, he will celebrate you. Ain't the Lord all right? Because he said that week before that Friday, he said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. Y'all don't hear me this morning. And I don't know, I don't know, I don't know what you're looking for in this party. But I know if you come to this party, we can party like a rock star because we made it over. We can party like it's 1999 because we're in 2019 and we made it another day. It's another day's journey and I'm glad about it. But we can get down and boogie woogie because when the devil thought he had me, God kept his arms wrapped around me. And the reason why it's a party for Jesus, when I gave up on him, he didn't give up on me. Is there anybody here that can help me close this thing and say, I am a party girl. I am a party man. Because when I came to God's party, he let me survive. He let me be blessed. He told me that when I came in, I'll never leave to be the same. Do I have any redeemed people in the house that can testify that I was glad when he gave me the invitation. When did he give it? One Friday, he went on the cross, called Calvary. They hung him high. They stretched him wide. They tell me he died. Didn't he die? But that ain't all about the party. While we were moping and crying, he was getting ready to be lifted up. The Bible said he stayed there from the sixth to the ninth hour. Blood dripped down from his head. The moon refused to shine. 
Deshaun refused to go up because the S-U-N was getting dominated by the S-O-N. He died, didn't he die? But they took him down, put him in the borrow tomb. He stayed there Friday, all night Friday, all day Saturday, all night Saturday. But I thank God that I had an invitation because early Sunday morning, he got up and guess what? There was no cover charge. He let me walk in in the condition I am. He got up with power in his hands. Anybody know him? Have you tried him? What's his name? Have you tried him? What's his name? I got a question I want to ask you. Ain't he all right? Do you know him today? Can you celebrate him today? Ain't he been good? Has he kept you when you couldn't keep yourself? Anybody been going through? Won't the Lord pull you out and take you to a new destination? Can I get somebody to help me celebrate this day and put your hand behind your head and say, He will, He will, He will make a way for you. Ain't He good? Have you tried? Won't He make a way? He's a wheel in the middle of a wheel. He's my balance in a time of storm. Anybody know that God will do me one more favor? Help me close this thing. Stand to your feet. Put your hands on your hips. Don't let your backbone slip. Until I come to celebrate you. Because you didn't let me fall when everything else was falling around me. High five somebody. Tell them, neighbor, we've been made and do it for a night. But joy, joy, joy is coming in the morning. It's a party for Jesus. Do you feel like dancing? Do you feel like shouting? Can you just wave your hands and shout out how I made it? I made it over. He's been good. That's a party in itself. Through danger seen and unseen, I celebrate them because now I got a new walk, I got a new talk, I got new eyes, I got new hands, my life ain't the same. Do I have any redeemed people that can slide your arm around your neighbor, rock them and shake them, shake them and rock them, shake them and rock them, rock them and shake them and tell them neighbor, be not weary and well do it. God will, God will, God will take care of you. Say yeah, say yeah. It's a party for Jesus. Just look at your neighbor real quick and say, I'm glad I was invited. Yeah, that was a shout right there. Because just everybody don't come to the house. But look at your neighbor one more time. Tell him, neighbor, on my invitation, he told me to come in the condition I'm in. And he will put 
put your hand one more time right here say ah, he will make everything alright he'll make everything alright somebody can testify this joy that I have the world didn't give it and I can shout because the world can't take it away one more time for the father put your hand behind you here and say he will he will make a way for you <laughs> 